Hi, and welcome to the Life Source Christian Church Audio Lounge with Senior Ministers John and Anne Juliano. Have you ever wondered about how to better connect with God? Well, that's exactly what we're going to help you with in this week's show, where you'll learn how to more fully love God, grow spiritually, and help others. She is clothed with strength and dignity. Sorry if I get emotional. Um, as I stand before you all here this morning, this glorious morning, and before God, I feel so privileged. Every single time that I have the opportunity to stand and talk to people and share my story because I knew very early that my story was not meant to be kept a secret or to be ashamed of. But as a little girl, um, I learned very early um, by a very incredible man, my grandfather, um, what the word strength meant. Because my family, my mom and dad said, from the moment they brought me from the hospital, he named me Bategini. That's a, a name from um, my language, Mandingo and Suso, from Sierra Leone. So when I got a phone call from Pastor Anne, and she said to me, we have to speak on strength, I was just really amazed. I didn't tell her that I was called by that name called, um, named Bategini means um, strength of a woman, but also um, the most powerful woman. So he named me that. Um, but I didn't know what that meant. And I, and, and I truly stand here before you today. I believe right deep in my heart that every single woman has that strength. But for that strength to be discovered and to be released, we have to undergo through things. We have to go we have to have a testimony. It just doesn't just come like that. So for me, for me to find out where my strength lies and what God has placed in me, I had to go through being kidnapped. And that was very unfortunate, but that is something I will never change because it has really made me the woman that I am today or the woman that I was meant to be that has revealed that to me. So every single day, I remind myself, Aminata, what you have now is what you once hoped for. Every single day, I have to tell myself, even when things doesn't go right, I have to remind and read that, that verse to me and that, that, that's, that word to me. But before I shared my story, I just want every single person here to do one thing for me. Every single person, every woman, every man, to know that my story should not be, should never be compared to yours just because our circumstances is different. Because one thing that I've recognized through my story is that every pain that we feel is the same. It doesn't matter what country, because I was in a war and, I, and these things happened to me. 
it's not. So I do not want everybody, anybody going out. I want you to go out and feel that you can overcome whatever you're going through, and it's not impossible to do that. So please. I am one of those persons that wakes up every morning that I am so determined to grab gratitude under my bed, under my pillow. It doesn't matter what the weather looks like. I have to look in the mirror and go to myself, it's going to be a good day. Even if there's challenges there, I have to do that. I have to prepare myself. And those courage doesn't come easily. For me, it happens when I was kidnapped. You see, I grew up with a, the most incredible man in the world, my father. As you can see, I get really emotional because whenever I hear my story. I was protected. I was loved, like every one of you would do with your children. But there comes a point, a time when I have to protect my dad. And that was when I, when I was taken away from him. Because, you see, I was holding my father's hand. He was sick. He had Parkinson. He was shaking. And the moment I saw this one of the rebels, Darami looked at me, I knew he was going to take me. So I let go of him, and I walked away. I didn't, never looked back to see what was happening to him, because I knew if I saw him falling apart, I would fall apart. But I knew also if he fought for me, they would either kill him in front of me, or they would ask me to kill him, or they will rape me in front of me. So I knew all that. And that was all the story that we heard before the rebels um, attacked the city. So I had to protect my dad for the first time. And that took strength. Because I know any one of you here, when you have your child in your hand, and somebody wants to take that child, and you know what was going to happen to that child, your child. I still don't know today how that happened between my father and I letting go. But I truly believe that it was God's will. So I let go. But during those times when I was kidnapped, the one person that I thought of all the time that gave me strength to fight every single day, every single time, was to return back to my father to see him again. And I fought sometimes, even here in Australia, I don't know how I fought that hard. And sometimes it's hard for me to believe that I fought that hard because it doesn't feel real. But I did. It's amazing how strength can reveal when you're in the most difficult time, in the most, in the most vulnerable time, how a human being, a man or woman or a child, when they're sick, when you're sick, when you have cancer, when you have personal things attacking you. There's a certain strength that arises in you that for me, I only know that I got that strength because of God because I would not have survived. I really do. Because when I was taken away, I have three other girls with me and I was the one going through the most difficult time. And the reason why was because one of the, the rebels who took me was extremely obsessed with me. And I question myself, why does he think that I'm the most beautiful and we have all these other girls? And we question life every single day. And we have to question life. Because, or else we're not seeking for answer. But I remember 
the one thing that caught us closer and bring us closer is because we all carry this little pocket Bible. And I remember mine was green. And it was the first time that I experienced speaking in tongues. And we'll pray, we'll pray, we'll pray, and we'll, we'll cry because that's all we had. And we were surrounded by so much evil. I cannot begin to express. But prayer was the one thing that brings us closer. Up to now, we still talk. And now we laugh at some of the crazy things that we did surviving. And that's what happened after you, you overcome your, your battle. You're going to laugh sometimes. And we still laugh. It's incredible. And for me, that's where I found my faith because I was surrounded by so much evil that I still believe, I still had to believe there was God around and we still had to believe. And we prayed and we prayed and we prayed. And even when we don't have any words to say, we just cried through praying. And there I found faith, I found God. Nobody brought me to God, I just found it. And, and really that had to take me back to my school because I went to a Christian school, even though I come from a Muslim background, I went to a Christian school. The story that I've always hit my heart, I think a couple of months ago, Pastor John spoke about that, and I just go like, wow, every time people talk about that story, it just hit me for some reason. I was so fascinated by it, the prodigal son. I didn't understand what it meant, but I remember the priest at St. Michael was standing there and talking about the prodigal son, and we give a communion, and I was so want to have a communion. And now here I can have it just like that. It's amazing. But I remember him telling this story, and I run to my dad because I didn't grow up very, we didn't practice the Muslim religion in my home. So I run to my dad, I would tell my dad about the prodigal son. Can you imagine the father just running to the son and just forgiving him? That just really used to fascinate me up to now in my life. And that story, for some reason, not even understanding what that meant, the deep end of that story, I applied that story in my life. So after fighting and surviving and, and using all the strength that I have, I came to a time when, I got, when it was time for me to be released. And it was not really my time for me to be released. Something incredible, horrible has happened to my life the night before. And I don't even think even a Hollywood director can come up with that kind of horror. It was so horrible. And I remember coming to, uh, with my friend standing in this clay house, next to the clay house in the villages, because we've run so many times and we've run out of food. And I remember saying to my friend, I'm gonna, there's been a news that they're going to release some children that was kidnapped, and I'm going to be part of those children. I don't know why I said it. I really don't know why I said it, because if I stand here and look at that whole picture, I will not even believe it myself because of what had happened to me the night before. And the next morning, a couple of hours later, I'm saying that I'm going to be released when I know it was impossible. And my friend teared up. She was crying because she knew it was impossible. And somehow I knew it was impossible, but something got in me for me to say that word. And I said it. And I walk away from my friend. Walking away from my friend, one of the rebels that kidnapped me, that one of the rebels that have done this thing that, that happened to me that night, the most vicious person you can think of, asked me a question. I'm, hey, come here. Do you want to go with the children? Isn't it incredible, incredible that God can use the most evil person to free you 
for me, that really get to me because this is the man I never wanted to see again. And he used him. He used him, and he asked me to go with the children. But that's not him. That was God because I didn't even believe that. And that is my miracle. So from that day on, I don't count my life as luck. I don't believe in luck. I'm blessed. Every single day that I breathe, that I live in this body, is a miracle for me. It should be a miracle for everyone because none of us get to live that long. And today, I think I thought that it was fitting for me to go through some questions that I get asked after people hear my stories. Because um, most of the, the reason why I chose Australia, I didn't, I've never heard of Australia, as you can hear on the video. I chose Australia because I wanted to come to a country where people did not know my story and people have never heard of me. I had a, a choice to go to America and Canada and Australia. And I chose Australia, thinking that I was going to Austria. <laughs> so this is how I end up here. And I didn't like the cold, but I was going to go there anyways. So I thought it was very fitting that I, that I give some of the questions that I get asked every time people know me, because that's what I wanted to be known for. I want people to know me before they find out about my story. Because my story really doesn't define who I am. It just brought my strength out, and it brought out my, my inability to be good, to see kindness in people, no matter what is happening around me. I'm, very, I'm one of those people that is very curious about kindness. And I always tell my friends, when people say giving, for me giving is my favorite thing because it's time, it's listening to somebody. So I always, I've always been fascinated about that. So one of the stories that people ask me first, um, the question people ask me is, um, why am I so positive after what has happened to me? And I go, why not? If I fought so hard to survive, what was the point? To come and live a horrible life. I should have just died then. So why, take, why can't I just choose life? If I fought for it. And we're all fighting every single day. Every single day. It's not the same. But we're all fighting to survive. So I asked them, why not? What was the point of me fighting? And people look at me with surprise, and they know, they, 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 they get it, what I meant. Because most of the time, we, get, we go to the doctor and we get cancer result, and the first thing you want to do is battle. That's what I'm doing. And I know that I can't just, I didn't just, I'd have a battle just in the war, also here. Because we're living, we're living around people, so I have to continue to fight on and then the one question that I think is the first thing people ask me, really, how can you forgive the man that raped me, that beat me, that took me from my father's hand? And then I thought about the prodigal son. How can I live with hate? Do you know what hate does to you? It consumes you. You fill with darkness. It doesn't benefit you at all. Me hating on those people. 
that did that to me. That is God's work to do for me. I choose love. You know, we all have choice. We all have choice to be bitter. We all have choice to find joy and choose love. And for me, that's what I choose because I don't want to be tired. Because that's what hate does. Imagine you thinking about somebody who have hurt you. You've got to constantly think about them, how you're going to hurt them. It's draining. Because you know what? They don't even, most of them don't even remember this man that did that to me. have raped so many girls. And I am here in Australia with this great privilege and opportunity, and I'm wasting it, hating it. So choose love. Because you really do not have time to hate. And the next question is, what is my feelings towards men? Well, I was brought up by the most incredible man in the world, my father. And I was so determined to love again that no man or no human being can take that away from me. And I never once, even with my husband today, I don't, we don't talk I don't, it doesn't consume me, so I don't distrust. Because I have those examples by my father, by my grandfather, but most importantly, by God, because it was one man that hurt me, or it was more. But what about the rest of them? What about my father? What about the values that he has taught me? So why should I not trust men? And look to the, what I would have missed out on, having my children and married to the most really, truly incredible man that God has placed in my life that understands me but I want the best for me more than anything more than himself sometimes how can I trust God people ask me after what he stood and saw me went through I wouldn't have survived without him and I still cannot survive without him for me He's the center of my life in everything I do, even building my foundation. I went through the most hard time setting up my foundation because in places like the West, you have to be qualified, you have to be a nurse, you have to be a doctor, you have to know so much. There's so many lists. But God didn't see that in me. God saw my heart. And he said, I want you to go help your people. And that's all I needed. So most of the time when I speak to people, when I wanted to start my foundation or wanted to do my foundation, I didn't know anything about nothing that you can set up a foundation. Anything, I know zero. But what I knew was my heart, God has placed something in my heart that can never be removed or I will be miserable. So I remember asking a very dear friend of mine, when he said to me, you can't do this because this is difficult, I asked him, if this was your daughter, would you ask your daughter not to help? And he looked at me. And I said, and if I gave up on this dream, then it's not my dream. It's your dream because this is what you think of me, what I should be. So why can I not trust God? Because I'll be a fool not to. Simple. And I know my life will never have any joy in my life. I know, I know that more than anything, there's anything that I'm sure for in my life is that I can't find joy without him. Not in my home, not in my lifestyle. But it's not just joy. I am, I feel so free that when I tell people my story, I don't feel no shame at all. 
I don't feel no shame. I can stand in front of people. I get emotional more when I talk about my father, but I, I don't feel ashamed at all because they didn't take me. They didn't break me because they didn't make me. And that, I carried that. I only know that I found I can get that strength because of God. And we can all find it through him. And my courage, because people say you laugh a lot. Where do you get your courage and your strength? And I think all those five questions come in one place is God. Because sometimes in life we all get beaten and we all get tired and we all get frustrated about life, things around us. But I know that I can't do it without him. My courage comes from him, even the most difficult time. I know that trusting him is the only choice that I have. I know that believing him, what he said of me, what he thinks of me, what he knows that I'm capable of, because he placed those in me. You know? It's not, it doesn't happen overnight. It's a daily practice. People think I'm the most optimistic person, but I am. Because you have to be to survive even the world we are living today. So I practice every single day to be grateful, to be thankful. And every single day, I know whenever I've, I've achieved something, I've done something, I know I didn't do it by myself. And most of the time, people ask me again, how can you do it? How did you do it? And I, I simply don't have an answer except God. My strength comes from him. The skills that I came up with just surviving, putting, sometimes I have to put dead body over me. Sometimes I have to put things over me just to survive, just to pretend. I don't know how I came up with that. I really don't know during the war. But I knew that it was him with me all through those steps. So I think this morning, as we celebrate women, and as we celebrate life, I just hope that you can know, you, you, men or women or children, anyway, everyone here or around the world, we know that we are so capable of, of surviving anything. And when you have fought so hard with all that strength, the one thing that I encourage you to do that I feel like I've really mastered really well is surrender. Because you got to be able to give it to him to do the rest. Because there were times that I didn't know that I could see every, any second, every minute. And even in Australia, I've lived the worst circumstances that I thought I would never live again. But after I have fought so hard, I fought, I fought, I fought. I'm able to let it go. And I'm able to trust him. And I can guarantee you one thing. There's not a single thing that I've asked God for. And I'm able to wait that he has not provided. I can guarantee you that in my life, he has come through every single time. Every single time. My story doesn't just end here, I know. And our story will not end if we keep believing and trusting and just stay still. It's not the end. We've got to keep trusting him. 
We're going to keep fighting the fight with him. And sometimes you've got you to be alone to do it. And you've got to be comfortable with being alone. Because, but you're not alone in the spiritual form because he never leaves. He promised that he never leaves. So even in the most time, that way you have to compromise when you say, okay, I'm not going to do that. Just know that you're not alone. He is standing there next with you. And when you overcome that alone time, you will turn back and laugh and smile because you will look at all those steps that you took. You felt that it was alone. That was really his steps. So today, please go home by hearing my story and, and fit it in with your story. Because the pain that any one of you will be feeling here, it is the same pain. It's just that my story was written in a different form. Thanks for choosing to listen to the Life Source Christian Church Audio Lounge. If you like this week's podcast, then please share it with a friend. More information about who we are is available at lifesource.org.au. On behalf of Senior Ministers John and Ann Giuliano, we look forward to connecting with you next time at the Life Source Christian Church Audio Lounge.